Welcome back to Real Fun, it's where we take a look for movies and television and combine it with very little knowledge about movies and television. I'm your host, Christian. Join with me and my co-host, Jehu. What's up? Joseph. Yellow. Ian. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, today, we're going to do something a little special, a little different in preparation for Detective Pikachu coming out this week and the theories of a budding Pokemon universe, which sounds crazy. We are going to pitch Pokemon movies, things we'd like to see. Instead of just shitting on things, we're going to try and get creative. Yep. It's going to go bad. Yeah, it's going to say things suck. We're going to try to come up with things we could do better. Yeah, or things that suck. <laughs> it's good to put yourself in someone else's shoes. You know? yeah. It's not really my wheelhouse. I'm, I'm more of a tear-down kind of guy. I know you are. It's your skill. It's your lot in life. It is. Who wants to go first? Everybody looked at me, so I'm assuming <laughs> yeah. you went first. You went break the fucking ice. <laughs> just I'll so everyone understands that visual gag, literally everyone in the room just stopped what they were doing and looked at me. So You're yeah, a creative I guess I'll go guy. First. I don't like going first because I do the intro and it just feels well, like too much talking. Actually, I'm glad I'm going first because I feel like someone else might have my pitch and it's the only one I have, so I want to go first. So... My pitch comes from a specific moment in my life, and that is the first time I encountered Pokemon Go. Now, how I first encountered Pokemon Go was this. I was still living the life. I was still at the movie theater. Uh, you know, uh, for everyone in the room, I was standing at the wall like a oh, manager does. And this, you know, like lumpy looking dude comes up to me, he's pointing a phone at me, and it's like... Why, and I'm thinking, why is this motherfucker taking my picture? Because there is one thing that can move me to zero to fucking irate in no time, is taking my picture while they're asking. I don't know why, but that that's the only thing I just completely lose my shit over. So I was like, hey man, what's up? And he was like, there's a squirtle right next to you. <laughs> and I was like, okay, this is a fucking crazy person. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, okay. He was like, just stand just let me get right there. I was like, okay. And then he was like, and then he got real happy. And he's like, thank you. Oh God. So, you know, later that day, uh, you know, like Christian and some of the people in the office were talking about not, Pokemon Not Go. me, Christian. Yeah, different Christian. Different, different Christian. Christian. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, oh, shit, that's what that crazy guy was doing. He was catching that Pokemon. And this is in the beginning before everybody realized the AR mode was fucking stupid. Uh, so, you know, people were still, like, finding Pokemons next to things and shit. So, my, uh, my pitch is gonna violate two rules of fucking things that I hate. Which is, A, uh, A, sort of children concepts. I sort of hate that, mm -hmm. you know. And... Super fair. And, and, like, anytime you bring something to another world. Like, oh, He-Man, but he's coming to this world. Oh, <laughs> The Brady Bunch, yeah. but they're in our world Like Sonic. Now. Yeah, right. Like Sonic. <laughs> exactly. So my pitch for this is that Pokemon Go is real. That you think that you're catching these, you know, like, you know, computerized versions of the Pokemon there, but you're actually catching Pokemon for some nefarious purpose. I don't know. Someone who's a screenwriter can come up with that. <laughs> the government wants it. I don't know. Whoever. And, you know, some kid, you know, realizes that this is what's happening. And, you know, he, and he's able to cross over between the worlds. And, of course, he likes the Pokemon world there because he's a cute, handsome Pokemon avatar instead of, you know... You know, some guy like that guy in the lobby that I don't. Okay. You know, a little shallow howl in there. So it would basically, <laughs> it would basically be like Pokemon meets the Matrix. You know, there would be mm. like a what is reality element and stuff like that to it. So it would probably make about four dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but that's my pitch. I, and that's I, I like that you've taken 
a world that is already kind of dark on its surface. Right. This idea of like capturing and enslaving these tiny animals, <laughs> right. these adorable animals in tiny balls until you release them to fight each other right. and made it even fucking darker where they're, they're like in their own existence, having no idea what the fuck is going on. And we're just like invading and right. capturing them for right. nefarious them purposes another in dimension. another fucking yeah, dimension. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I love it. It sounds absolutely a hundred percent like what if like if you if someone were to say we want to make a Pokemon movie, it's studio executives will be like okay, but bring them to our world. Yep. <laughs> right. yep, 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 yep. It sounds like something that really it would is, get made. This is, this is actually the re- this is actually the reverse Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> yeah. 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 Which it, it also kind of sounds like us. Like there's like a other world you <laughs> right. don't know about. <laughs> oh Jesus, that gets real dark. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can dig it. Not bad. I don't hate it. I'm, I'm still trying to. Th- I would uh, say better than Transformers. I'm still trying to. I'm still trying to feel it out here. Well, I, I mean, again, it's something that I 100% realize if I saw the preview for that, I'd be like, man, fuck that. Shit. <laughs> There's so much about that that just violates everything I don't like about movie studio ideas. But you know, I don't know. Probably just because of that one creepy dude is why I thought. No, it. I like it. When I, when we when we first discussed so, doing this episode, yeah, yeah. I thought. How was a way I could do Pokemon Snap or Pokemon Go in a movie? And I'm glad that you came up so, with one. So if when he goes over to, to the Pokemon world, he becomes a Pokemon. Right. One of the ones well, no, he becomes caught. one of like the Ash Ketchum. Ketchum. Avatar. Like Ash Ketchum. Oh, okay. Ketchum. So he becomes like a, a so, red. So, you know, he suddenly has a cool hat and yeah. like and, anime and, and hair. And Pikachu like jumps on his shoulder and he's got a friend. Right. <laughs> who, who wouldn't want to stay there? <laughs> So, you know, there would also be like an, you know, like an avatar thing, you know, yeah. like, yeah. like, you know, he goes there and the, they, they accept him and they don't really know that he's an invader, you know, <laughs> ready player one. And everyone just gets addicted to the digital world, <laughs> yeah. like a brand thing where he, he gets too stays under too long and he yes. doesn't want to come yeah, out. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> too busy watching in Ravens while everybody else is dying. Right. All right. Well, I'll give you my one. Okay. All right. All right so. Mine is, I started thinking, and like you, what I really enjoyed about Pokemon, all right, my favorite Pokemon moment, N64, young kid, Pokemon Snap. Oh, I'm so glad com- we're doing these. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Comes out on fucking video game, know nothing about it, start, you basically go down these like roller coaster kind of preset like routes, and you're just taking pictures of fucking Pokemon. I just beat it 100% like three months ago. And it's I- fucking <laughs> awesome. It's the best Pokemon but Before game. we get to this pitch, I just I just had a conversation with my sister about this game, because we both played it a lot when we were younger. I played it so much. And it's, <laughs> it's one of those things that I, I wonder how the pitch for that game went in the yeah, first place. Yeah. So like, okay, it's a Pokemon game. Great. So they're gonna, they're gonna like catch him, they're gonna fight him. No. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you get to like wander around the world and see Pokemon. Well, yes, but only on a very specific track, and you can only see out of this tiny little box, some of which is obscured. Okay, so then you catch the Pokemon. Well, no, you, you just kind of look at them and snap a couple of fucking pictures. You're like, oh man, Greenlit, fucking love it. Oh, it's I don't know. great. It's and that great. was that was the first. It is. It's game. a great game. That was the first game since like the Red and Blue. I'm pretty sure it was pretty soon after. Yeah, yeah. I think it was the next game. But anyway. Yeah, I fucking love that game. I want them to remake it on Switch. I would play it all day. Um, but I checked today, actually, because I was thinking about yeah. it. Not on Switch yet. Nope. I was very angry. So anyway, what's the pitch? Okay, so anyway, so I was thinking Pokemon Snap. One of the courses is like you're on an Amazon kind of river thing. Yep. So then I started thinking, Anaconda with Pokemon. Ooh. <laughs> so, and it's, you know what I mean? But it's instead, Ekans, Ekans like I'm thinking the... a Gyarados or something. Oh, okay. And I'm thinking, you know, you can make it a, like a... If we do like a Pokemon universe, like make this Avengers, you get Detective Pikachu, you get your Ash Ketchum, and maybe for some reason they're on this boat, 
and you know, you have some witty dialogue between them. And they're just taking pictures of random Pokemon, and they're searching for this mythical... They're on, like, vacation. Yeah, something. Some reason to bring all these people together. Yeah. People you've already met in other movies. And they're in this one boat, and they're just fucking... Team Rocket could come in with Meowth and do some <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? But they're all after the Gyarados, which is like some dragon-in-the-water kind of Pokemon. Yeah. And I don't know, you could you could see a million different Pokemon. It should be the Red Gyarados, because that's like a, a important part Ooh. of the game. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I would like that. Um, but yeah, I was thinking like, you know, you could see some Bulbasaurs, you know, you see Magikarp, you know, it would give you a chance to like see some of these like I mean, and the Amazon, yeah, Amazon setting is great for the, the variety you could get there, yeah. Yep, and you could do like kind of like a PG, but make a little bit for, you know, like a couple of Gyarados could wrap it up like a snake on somebody, you know. Oh, no, they... Make Anaconda. They, that's what I'm... Well, that's yeah, where I went. They should absolutely, <laughs> like, they should, they should fucking, like, if they're doing a riverboat, the riverboat should get fucked, and then they have to, like, sure. traverse through the jungle yes. and follow the river, and, you know, yeah. That's a good idea. That's great. I love that. So, um... Yeah, I don't know. I was thinking that was so, pretty much as far as I got with it. So if we're doing a tribute to Anaconda, yeah. who is John Voight going to be the voice of? <laughs> oh, <laughs> who, who is what an Ice Cube in that was Ice Cube? In yeah, that? yeah, yeah. Who is Ice Cube going to be the voice of? Yeah, it should just be them. Just bring them. <laughs> yeah. Back. Yes. Yeah, no. Definitely should be Ice Cube <laughs> hanging out with Pokemon. Just Ice Cube. But yeah, I want Ryan Reynolds, Pikachu in there, talking to... Because uh, I want him to be... If you're going to keep going with this, he's the one Pokemon who should be able to talk to humans, I think. The rest of them right. should not be able to. I'd be If you're going to bring back Team Rocket, I'd be fine if you made a talking Meowth again. Even yeah. though they never really explain why, but... It's a good idea. I think... I thought they did explain why. Maybe they did. I stopped May watching. I, I, I might be mixing there it is, up. There is a Meowth episode I, I, that like, gives I, his backstory. I also like but. the idea that in this, in this same universe, that the, t the original... T like, there, there's a main characters of good guys that are looking, searching for Red Gyarados in the Amazon or whatever, and then Team Rocket's in like a uh, uh, like a dinghy, like paddling yeah. behind him with Meow, <laughs> and then they also get shipwrecked and have to travel. Yeah. Uh, I love it. I, I love everything about. I, this I think plan. it could work. I have a pitch that I, I wrote two, but I have one that's very similar to yours. Okay, so it would be like there's like a. I, w I should also say. This is heavily inspired by Pokemon the Movie 2000, the okay. one about Lugia. Yeah, it's, I'm glad you, you brought up those, because I was trying to think of plot things. I kept thinking things like, oh, no, that's too similar to that Pokemon movie. Oh, yeah. no, that's too similar to that Pokemon yeah. movie. <laughs> well, there's so many of them, yeah. and they're the only time there are narratives yeah. in Pokemon. But the reason why I went with it is because I thought you could take that general premise, but turn it into kind of like an action adventure, almost like in the vein of like, Aquaman that we've seen recently, mm. which would be like you have like a young like Pokemon archaeologist, biologist, whatever, and is studying, uh, you know, all the legendary birds are in like different caves or whatever. And she goes to one of the caves and finds a clue that Lugia exists. And so then it's just like this race against time, going to the other caves and finding other clues. And then Team Rocket finds out about it as well. So then you, you, you know, you Zapdos is wherever Zapdos would be in like an old electrical factory or whatever and Moltres is in a volcano and Articuno is on a glacier and it all ends like in the middle of the ocean on a random island and and Lugia is there and for some reason they all have to team up but then you know Team Rocket's gonna screw them and Lugia is a danger and so then the person would use somehow control the other three legendary birds to fight Lugia and that would be your ultimate climax you basically get like four or five big action set pieces it'd be pretty simple on plot I did think of uh 
casting. I, I said Catherine Langford. I thought she'd be good. I, I, I'll just all consider like people. Like, is it Misty? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just kind of looked at people, people who I thought would be good in, like, the, the Pokemon universe. However, I did think Steve Martin as Professor Oak. Oh, uh, that would work perfect. Who'd be good Brock? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And then uh, I I just want her to be in things, but Tia Leone is the villain of my movie. Okay. <laughs> right. That's fair. Uh, my other one she was... Play Evil Team Rocket. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Um, is either A, a Pokemon buddy movie, or Pokemon rom-com. It can work either way. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is where it gets a little bizarre. Uh, it would be... You're appealing to a very specific demographic here. <laughs> well, so here, here's, here was my thought when I did both of these. Uh, the MCU works because they're genre films about superheroes. And I think Detective Pikachu is going to work because it's a genre film that includes Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. And so that's what I wanted. That's where my frame of reference was. Then number two was these movies are about kids, or they're for kids. So your theme should be, like, on the nose. While that may be annoying to adults, like, that's just what it has to be. Um, so this is, like, either two people, guy, girl, two dudes, two chicks, whatever you want it to be. It could be whatever. They, they meet to study under the tutelage of a gym leader, develop a budding relationship they both end up joining the gym so if you've ever played the games you know you have to fight the dudes before you get to the gym leader they'd be two of those people essentially uh gym leader decides to set down step down creating this kind of like uh competitive replacement so they kind of start to kind of like cobra kai kind of kind of like cobra i can see cobra kai with pokemon uh (laughs) that kind of turns them on each other uh end up being where they have to fight to decide the successor twist of the movie is he decides both of them are the successor wow Uh, that also seems like another one where the pokemon are going to be crying because they've been like best friends forever and now they have to fight each other for Uh, emotional sake. yeah yeah yeah. uh i thought of it would be like a um like a fighting gym so i looked up what the fighting gym is in the storm badge the gym leaders chuck it's in not in the first two versions i think it's in the third but Natalie Emanuel, who plays Masande, mm-hmm. Ludi Lin, who played Zack, the Black Power Ranger in the Power Rangers movie. Okay. Uh, they both look like people who would live in a Pokemon world. Right. Super fair. Right. And uh, Keanu Reeves as the gym leader. Fucking love it. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's great. Definitely Re- really, Keanu Reeves. Love that. Honestly, you, you just put Keanu Reeves in anything, I'd say, yeah, fuck yeah. Doesn't he seem like an old guy who would like no, live absolutely. in a Pokemon world? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Those are my two. Because well, he also always has great hair. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I think that's important for this world. He likes, you know, I mean, I get that he's half Japanese, but, you know, he likes being in Japanese things. He does. And so, you know, he could yeah. wear like a kimono and have a shaggy beard. Right. And 47, have him, have, 47 Ronin ha, fucking costume. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> have him a champ standing right beside him the whole can, time. Like I can see it working. Yeah, yeah, I can totally see that working. What about, uh, I was thinking for Team Rocket, you're talking about T and I was thinking mm. Doc from uh, Back to the Future as an evil... Team Rocket. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a little he's old. Really I don't know what kind of condition he's in, because I haven't seen him in a while. No, yeah. I, th- I think he is genuinely really old. Oh, too point. old now? Yeah. <laughs> he's been playing an old guy all his whole life that you forget that he wasn't always just really old. <laughs> right. but... Yeah. He's been old. That movie came out in, what, 1984 or something like that? Yeah, he's and he's be... the old guy in that movie. Right. He's got to be Sean Connery old at this point. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> Uh, well, my pitch was not for a kid-friendly movie. Uh, it, it's expanding on, on an idea I've had on an earlier podcast, which is I think everyone who's played the original Pokemon game, which is the only one that I still remember, 
uh, remembers that Lavender Town is creepy as fuck. Yes. Yep. And so I would love to make uh, a horror movie <laughs> where, where uh, it, well, I'll, I'll pitch the original idea and then build on it, is, is that some, some young asshole trainers are up in the tower in Lavender City, which is where, like, all the ghosts are. And uh, for whatever reason, right before it's supposed to close for the night, you know, they leave something upstairs or whatever. They go upstairs and everything's fucking shut down and all the fucking ghosts are coming out and trying to kill them. And, you know, they they're get separated. And, you know, it's a, it's a standard horror movie. They're, they're all just trying to escape yeah. the building, but they're getting assaulted by these Pokemon, these vengeful Pokemon ghosts from horrible Pokemon animal fighting deaths. So you mean like a R rating or like a, a horror movie for kids? Because I can see it working. I can see it working both ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see it working. I can see it more horror for I th- kids. I think, but I guess I think you, you go hard R. <laughs> I think, well, well, if you wanted to go harder, I, I had forgotten about this, but there's, there's a popular theory that uh, Blue, or not Blue, but it, 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 yeah, it is. It's Blue. It, you know, it's the Gary of the original mm-hmm. uh, games. has His Raticate dies in <laughs> Lavender Town. And so I, I like this idea that it's it's gary or you know whatever and <laughs> right. and his friends because they can't be like really good people yeah, for a right. horror movie who get trapped in this whole thing and they think they're just getting assaulted by vengeful spirits just because it's a it's a place full of ghosts but it's actually because his fucking radicate is the one that's be like this guy's an asshole kill him <laughs> and they have you know you have to yeah. deal with the emotional things and stuff i don't know it sounds interesting to me I dig it. Well, um, you know, the thing about this is, you know, if it's going to follow horror movie rules, then we're going to have to introduce the fact that some of these characters aren't virgins. Yep. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, that's, uh, that's, that, that, that's going to, that's going to make this a real weird movie. Don't, don't, don't you mistake it. Gary fucks. <laughs> uh, do you discuss Cubone's mother in this movie? Oh, yeah, for sure. That's yeah. I guess that's like the main mythos there, isn't it? Yeah. For sure then. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> Cubone's got the darkest Dude, fucking Cubone is a little dog like creature that walks around wearing his mother's skull. Really? Yep. Yes. Huh. See, I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't, didn't know, know that. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> really... That makes him scarier. Yeah. Yes. No, he is super terrifying. <laughs> And the tower in Lavender Town, I think, is where you find that I think out. it is, yeah. Because he climbs to the top of the tower, and it's like the gravesite is Cubone's mother. Mm-hmm. But, yes. What creepy. are some of the other ghost Pokemon? Ghastly? Yeah, Haunter? And Gengar. Oh, Gengar. I like Gengar. Yeah, he was yeah. actually kind of cute. I liked Haunter, because <laughs> he just scared me. Like, he's no, he's terrifying. Pointy, yeah. And he's got, like, teeth and a mouth. And, yeah, he's Yeah, creepy. I could see, like, like, the Stranger Thing kids. Make them fucking Pokemon trainers and put them in Lavender Town. That could work. I mean, that, that would be the for, the, that would be you know for the kin-friendly version. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For the other version, you'd have to go a little bit older. <laughs> Having said that, Finn Wolfhard should play Gary in the TV version. I mean, look, I feel like he would be a good Gary. Yeah. I think, that, I think I, that's better than Transformers. But we, we, also, we, all, we, also have to, we also have to be okay with him, like, fucking some underage girl <laughs> on, on a Pokemon grave. So, you know. <laughs> it got dark. Then, yeah, that was, that was, that was something. <laughs> I like that none of our movies include Ash Ketchum. No. Well, yours might, but... Yeah, I mean, yeah. I hate could. Ash Ketchum. Yeah, you could do it either way. Just make it red. Red is a way yeah. better character. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I, I just realized, like, I don't know, like three days ago that, you know, Ketchum was like wordplay. Yeah. There's layers there. <laughs> Gotta catch them <laughs> all. I think a lot of these movies could work in the universe, though. His, yeah. this one, and yours. Yeah. Yours kind of... No, is it's, 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 it's own, its own thing. thing. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. the other three could totally work with what they've done in Detective Pikachu. That is the movie that came out in 2004. Yeah, <laughs> right. No, totally. Yeah, yeah. Mine, mine's the one where they just 
got get, it wrong. Get it. Yeah, totally. It's the Dragon Ball evolution yeah, of yeah. the Pokemon movies. I mean, it mostly just sounds like the Emoji movie, but with Pokemon. <laughs> kind of like the Emoji movie. Or Digimon. That's like, kind of like the premise Oh, it is the... actually like Digimon. Yeah. That's There's, very much I like never Digimon. Got into Digimon. Did you just make Digimon? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I've never paid attention to Digimon because those guys aren't cute. Yeah. It was yeah. a knockoff Pokemon. I yeah. couldn't get on board. I don't know. I really liked Digimon when I was growing up. And I, it's one of those shows. You guys know. I go back and rewatch a show from my childhood every couple of years. I did Digimon a few years ago. It holds up pretty well. <laughs> did that one? Is that the one where the guy had the lines in his hair and stuff like that? He had like spiky hair with like lines in it. That's every fucking anime. Yeah, you're just really. No, but this one had like like pronounced lines. This like, kid, he wears goggles all the time. Oh yeah, this isn't the one I'm thinking of. There's another one I'm thinking of. I think. What do you, I think I know what you're talking about. I don't know. Anyway, anybody else got any pitches? No, I can't think of another one. This one was hard I, to think of that. Yeah. Actually, I may have one more. Okay. I'm dying okay. to hear Go it. in. Long time ago. This also this also involves a, a uh, public interaction with the love of Pokemon. So I'm in like a Walmart looking for Batman the Animated Series toys. It was a long time ago. <laughs> it was right after Pokemon had just broke fucking big, right? Mm-hmm. So around the corner and there's this kid with his mom and this kid is just fucking bawling. <laughs> tears and snot and his whole fucking head is red and he's holding a toy and I can't from my vantage see what the toy is but I kind of want to know what this kid's so upset about and he looks up at his mom and he's like mom I just love Pikachu so much <laughs> oh, God. I just want to see a movie about that kid <laughs> I mean, that kid has a super fucked up life and he loves Pikachu that much and his mom definitely could I, I, not give a look, shit here's, I've, I've already created my movie for this where it's this kid it's like a road movie right Great. where the kid's in a shitty household and he's like going on a road trip to meet <laughs> Pikachu who's like the great joy of his life he thinks Pikachu is the fucking best Great. and sure he goes like he meets people along the way and he journeys he grows as a person and then he like meets Pikachu in a back alley smoking a cigarette he's like what What do you want kid <laughs> <laughs> like Krusty the Clown is what yeah, I'm imagining yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good i mean um, it's it's so hard because there's like it's a franchise that's been going on for 20, 20 years, dude, yeah, years now yeah. um and that it has not stopped it's not like star wars which goes back to 77 there are large breaks in service for star wars right yeah yeah pokemon's been churning out shit Every year. Right. And unlike Elanders, if you're listening to this podcast, forgive me. I am assuming Power Rangers isn't all continuity. Like, <laughs> it's not all straight. Absolutely. He not. would know. Right. Uh, but Pokemon, I think it all is. Like, 100%. Like, Ash just goes to a new place, and all of a sudden, there's 400 new Pokemon. <laughs> and there's a new backstory as to why they got here. And he's never aged. Yeah. He's still 10 years old. Do they Which still have the show weird. going on? Yes. Holy shit. There's a lot of Pokemon. I gave up when he when he got to the first gym and then like Charizard left him. I was like, broke my childhood. Are you I, talking I, about <laughs> like the second like the second season or whatever? Yeah, or? I think it was like he got all eight badges, and then he went to like the final yeah. tournament, and then like he lost. And then Charizard started being an asshole and he I think he let him free. And that's when I was like, you know what? Fuck this show. I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In doing research for this episode, I was like trying to read some of it and yeah. I was like, I don't remember any. And I was like, I stopped significantly earlier than I thought I did. Like, I thought I was on the train for a while, but like 18 months, maybe. All I gave it. But Pokemon Snap, I still play that shit. Pokemon. <laughs> what do you play it on? In 64? Uh, yeah, I don't have any rich. I was thinking one more, dude. What about like a 
Mortal Kombat style, but like for the the Pokemon final trainer. Oh, like Coliseum. So you get yeah, like you get like the eight best trainers in the world, and they all got these like badass level you know level sixty, but like all the way evolved Pokemon. And you give them a little backstory, and you start knocking them off one by one mm-hmm. for like a champion. I think. Game of Thrones. Yeah, I mean, Pokemon. yeah, I think that could work. Honestly, that one really sounds like the one they would have made in like two. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I mean, it, there's more relatable human characters in there and stuff like that. It basically, you know, you could sell it to teens, like the Hunger Games. That yes. one's probably yes. actually the most money idea. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. look, I think the key if you're gonna do that is one that there's like a personal interaction, but you know, there there's already specific relationships between the eight trainers like not necessarily they all know each other but each one knows or has a relationship with at least one other one maybe there's like one or two loners in there and there's like an underlying fucking issue that they have to solve yes. over the course of the yes. the tournament because so the, they got to band together at some the, point because the, the tournament is never about winning the tournament i can dig that man you I'm get a lot of cool pokemon fights which yeah is what we all want anyway i just want them to include the soundtracks like the soundtracks in the video game are pretty fun and I hope they throw them in the movies. Almost all like eight and sixteen bit soundtracks are great. I don't yeah. know why that music hasn't survived beyond you know, you know like weird shut in. I still listen to the Tetris soundtrack. It's, <laughs> it's one of those things that I, I, I'm a firm believer that like limitations improve creativity. Right, right. And and I think one of the reasons that that eight bit and sixteen bit has has aged well and granted there's so much of it we're remembering the good shit there's a lot of stuff that's yeah. not noteworthy but there are just a lot of really iconic themes that have stuck with us from that that era and i think it's because like the people who were making it had to really fucking work hard at right. anything to make it sound different and memorable and i you know i'm, I'm just I, I appreciate that uh that extra creativity the only thing i will say about a pokemon cinematic universe is whoever plays nurse joy has to be the same person who plays nurse joy in absolutely every yep. film. It's like Tony Stark in the MCU. It's gotta be the same fucking person. Right. Yeah. I think they're gonna do that. I think they're gonna bring in Team Rocket. I think they're gonna have a lot of people in multiple movies. Do you think we get Team Rocket in this movie? We just haven't seen it yet? Yes. There's I, gotta be something, right? Because yes. you spoiled Mewtwo. Yes. I, well, I had... One of my other things that I had also wanted was this idea of a, like, low-level fuck-up Rocket kid who is, is, like, maybe his parents are, like, high-up Team Rocket people, and he's just, like, doing it, but he kind of sucks, and he's doing, like, <laughs> dock duty. And then, like, over the course of doing dock duty, like, comes across something fucking legendary, like a Mew or something, yeah. and then gets, you know, sent on this massive quest. To, and, like, he really, he's not, like, that bad of a guy. He just kind of grew up in shitty backgrounds and kind of a lazy asshole, but he's, like, you know gets better over the course, goes on an adventure, meets nicer people who are, like, bringing him on an adventure, but also has to clash with his family and his background and, and get around the whole Team Rocket thing. That was that was one of the other things I, I mean, thought of. I, I right now, uh, would, if there was a band playing at the Vinyl tonight called Low Level Fuck Up Rocket, <laughs> I would go watch that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that fits into the pitch, but I just thought that was a good sequence of words. <laughs> that's all it takes now. Yep. Yeah, that's all you need. I think one thing that I thought really long and hard about this, you know, because we've been talking about doing this one for a couple of weeks now, yeah. um, and up until like today, I had nothing, and yeah. I was like, I had no idea what I was going to do. But sitting here, us talking about it, you're like, actually, this could work. No, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Some of them come to me. There's enough of material there to for sure do five or six movies. I don't know if you're going to hit twenty two, but and I think this is going to make a lot of money. It's going to yeah. make that fucking minions money. 
it's going to. Yeah. You yeah, know, it's, it's really fun. cute. It's going to drive kids yeah. fucking crazy. So, yeah, you'll see more of these. Uh, well, yeah. I will say, with regards to your you want Detective Pikachu and everything, the early reviews that I've read is that the movie's good, Ryan Reynolds is not. Really? <laughs> is what I've heard I, so far. I hear he makes a joke about cocaine. <laughs> which, cool. <laughs> which On sounds, brand. Which I have sounds not ridiculous. Heard that. Yeah, no, Pikachu's making jokes about cocaine. So that'll be interesting. Yep. I hear it's bad, but. You know, I haven't heard it was bad. I heard I've heard that it's. I mean, again, it's a kids movie. The yeah. plot's very simple. Yeah, and uh, there's not a lot of twists and turns. And see, that's not what I read. I read that there's one turn at the end that's fucking like doesn't make any fucking sense. No, I haven't heard that. At yeah, all. yeah, huh. yeah. Well, see, the thing is though, I think even if it, it does turn out to not be very good, but I think to me all it has to do is look cute. And oh no, yeah. it's gonna yeah, make sure. money. Don't get me wrong, it's gonna but, make all the fucking money. But yeah, I, and I hear there's a lot of adult jokes, so I'm hearing different things than what you're hearing. Like, dumb kids' movies make more money than smart kids' movies. That's the true. The Pixar movie is not going to make as much money as Minions 4. Oh, no. Jesus. The Minions. Th- yeah, I think this movie's going to kill. Yeah. I really do. I hope it does. I'm you taking, so, a, I'm so taking Avengers out of my dinner theater and which, putting this which, in. Uh, really? Yeah, so that should tell you something. Which, uh, <laughs> which production company puts this out? Legendary. Is it Legendary that puts out Pacific Pokemon? Rim? No, oh, wait, oh, not. <laughs> Pacific Rim Pokemon crossover. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I don't know either. Actually, why wasn't that your pitch? You've watched that movie like six hundred times. Po- like, Pokemon Kaiju. <laughs> <laughs> no, Pokemon piloting the Jaegers. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, Warner Brothers Legendary Entertainment. Yeah. All right, Warner Brothers, if you're listening to this, pay us a lot of money, and you can use our our ideas. Yeah. Or actually. You can just use our ideas and just uh, give us tickets to, to the premiere. That's fine, too. <laughs> I think they yeah. can pull... Let, let, let us write your screenplays. Yeah, yeah, they can pull three or four screenplays out of this, I think. I, I think <laughs> what I really loved about this episode is that you used Pokemon Go and you used Pokemon Snap. Because that is... I, I went into this with those are my two ideas yeah. and yeah. I couldn't come up with I'll, any. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't, I don't want to rank anyone's, but Ian's is my favorite. I love Pokemon yeah. Snap and I love the idea of building off Pokemon well, Snap. And the, the, like, the River level is my favorite yep, level too. in yep. the game. Yep. Because it's also the one where you have to do, like do the most shit. It shifts. is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of challenging things in that one. But And Anaconda's a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll, well, I'll get on board with Anaconda. Yeah. <laughs> it's super fucking fun. John Voight is over the top hamming it up. It's a good movie. I will say this also, you know, you're talking about is the movie good or bad or whatever. It it's a movie about fucking Pokemon. It can be dumb as shit. <laughs> like there's you don't there's no requirement for you to put out a good movie on oh, no. this. I'm topic. watching it no matter what. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's I, be good. I, I can't wait for it. Yeah. critics are gonna hate it no matter what. Mm-hmm. It's not meant for them. So yeah. it's meant for us. <laughs> well, it's actually it's not for eight year olds. It's not just morons. If he's doing cocaine jokes, who's it really for? Yeah. <laughs> we'll see when the movie. We comes. will. So, so join us next week where we'll be breaking into Detective Pikachu with Ryan Reynolds. Uh, in the meantime, what have we been watching, guys? Um, I watched. I got started getting into fucking Clone Wars. Oh, good. Um, continuing the cartoon of this. And um, yeah, I'm committed because I I hurt, took Hurt's advice and started watching it chronologically. And Amazon makes you buy the season, so to watch like four episodes, it goes season three, season two, season one. So, so you I, bought them. So I bought all to... three. So now yeah, I'm you in. are committed. Yeah. I'm in. Um, it's not very good so far. Oh it's, no! It's a... a lot of fucking. The nicknames are killing me. He, Sky he... guy and Snips. <laughs> it's it's and I hate Grievous. Did, had... you, did you watch the movie? Yeah, I got that. Oh, that's why he calls her Snips. Yeah. yeah. No, I, in the show he keeps going. Her I know snips. that's what I'm saying, but yeah, that yeah. comes from the movie. Yeah. Here's the thing. I didn't tell you this going in because I wanted you to watch it, <laughs> uh, and I felt like if I told you this, you wouldn't. Um, it's like Harry Potter. 
it starts off very dumb and very for kids. Yeah. And as each season goes on, it gets a little more complex and a little more mature. So okay. by season three, you're going to like it a lot more. Okay, yeah, because I'm, I'm like, like, there's two episodes in season three you watch, and one of them's about, like, these clones that pop up later on. Yeah. And then there's a season two, but most of them season one right now. And the movie, the movie's probably the worst. It is. Yeah, yeah the movie's yeah. not good. Yeah, the movie's probably the worst. Of it. But there's stuff I like. Like, I like Asajj Ventress, who I'm mm-hmm. not sure. really familiar with. I Joseph said this before, and now I know what he means. It's the best Anakin. Like, it he, is. Absolutely. He's a real character, and you can see where he's got this confidence, but he's always doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't get that in the movies You get all. why he, he's the hero of the Clone Wars. Yes, he, you don't get that in the movies at all. He 100% is the Anakin I pictured in my head as a kid when I was making up like mm-hmm. what that time was like. Like he's brash, he has like sort of a John Wayne almost yep. vibe about him, yep. but you know, at the same time there is the element of you can see where it can go wrong. Yep. Yeah. It's um there's some stuff I don't like like I don't like how they give you like a little thing for kids like be truthful to your friends, and you'll get more friends. Like, before each episode. Yeah, I like, like that. <laughs> I need that advice. I'm <laughs> and then I don't like, um, it's got a very, like, episode of the week thing going right now, where, like, Grievous gets fucking spoiled every episode, and he's like, oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> have, little... you got, have you gotten to the Grievous backstory episode? No. Oh, that's one of my yeah, favorites. Yeah, it's a good one. And yeah. if and you, it, that is not chronological. Like, if you were to watch season one, season two, it's, like, in season one. Like, it's yeah. very early on. So, I mean, there. that's, I think... I think you are doing it the right way, yeah. chronologically. But if you're watching it, season one, season two, season three, he's right. It is very childish. But there's just enough. Oh yeah, to, it's, like, it's worth watching. Going. No, no, it's not bad. Like there's an episode with Yoda and three clones. It's the first one yes. of season. That's fucking great. Yeah, yeah. And then there's it's a, a great one to start with. And there's a three part where the General Grievous has his new ship. It's like an ion cannon. Yep. And the first one is Anakin going to rescue this one Jedi who's stuck in this life support thing with some clones. And that's what I liked about Anakin because he's like. The council tells him no, and he's like, it's not what they tell you, it's how we go about doing what they say. Like, that's the Anakin I was right. like, you well, know what I mean? Well, that, that's... He gets shit done while because he's so good, even though they tell him not yeah, to. Yeah, well, I mean, that, that's that's the strength of the Anakin character, I feel like. What what was supposed to be, and I, I didn't want to turn this into a Clone Wars thing, but I have to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is that, you know, it, it was it was the thing they, they planted in episode one, which is that he's too old, he already has his emotions, and the whole thing is... His emotions and his humanity are putting him directly at odds with the Jedi Council a lot of the time. And a lot of times he'll lean towards his humanity um, and that gets him in trouble. And sometimes it's the wrong decision, but it's like he feels like it's the right thing to do, even though it's not the Jedi thing to do. And like that, that push and pull is what makes him an interesting character and also like the most identifiable character Mm -hmm. comparatively to a lot of the Jedi who seem very like removed um and ahsoka is even she's even more so the the brash and and yeah. you know making reference like, so she, he's getting pulled from both sides from his padawan and from the jedi council well she's such a good character yeah. in that because like you're talking about she's almost like an extreme yeah and so whenever she is one way he's the other yeah and so they're pulling off each other man just wait because the stuff they do with later seasons with Obi-Wan, I think, is really good. Yeah. The stuff they do later seasons with uh, Ahsoka is yeah. really great. Everything everything that has to do with Mandalorians in the second half of that show is badass. Yeah. It's, it's and, just oh, good. And I know you, you said you you know that like each episode ends with him foiling Grievous, and <laughs> yes. I'll get you next <laughs> yeah. time. There's going to be episodes that come up where the Jedis and the... Uh, and the Clones straight up lose. See, that's what I want. There's yeah. like there's like a a like little story arc that's basically apocalypse now. 
Okay. So, you know, it's, uh, it, I mean, it's well worth power. But yeah, you tell me to watch the chronology. One more thing, and I'll like, you know, chronology was the right way. Because, like, the first episode I watched is, like, about these clones training. Right. And then I leaned into this one where they're working at this remote base, and then Commander Rex and Cody come. And, mm. like, you know, I kind of recognize the Domino Squad. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah. you kind of build a little bit. If I would have watched it the other way, I wouldn't have liked it as much. So. Yeah, it definitely. The, they give the clones personality. They, they totally do. And yeah. it, I think that works better in chronology. Anything else? I'm intrigued to keep going. Nope, that's it. Uh, I watched that Zac Efron, Ted Bundy movie. Oh, yeah? And it's good. I didn't like how it made me feel. Sure. Which is, you're like, I get it. Ted Bundy probably could have killed me, too. Like, he's very handsome, very charming, very nice. And you're like, I'm not saying it glorifies him, because I get that with Ted Bundy's shtick. Right, right. But I found myself... When he's on trial, like, well, they can't get him. Like, this this, right. this guy's, like, just too nice. And, and I'm like, I'm defending a serial killer that I know. Like, it's not like it's a mystery movie and I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know this guy murdered tons of people. And yet I'm like, I don't know, guys. Like, he seems pretty cool. Let's uh, <laughs> let's keep him around. Um, Zach Efron, perfect for the role. He's great in it. He really is. Lily Collins, fine. You know, they, she's good. I think I think more is asked of her than probably any movie I've seen of, with her in it. There's a ton of famous people in it as all kind of like just side roles. Cameos. It's worth a watch. Is it worth, like, I, I started watching, but then I was like, yeah, I started watching Glowing Wars instead. Is, <laughs> is it Oscar kind of good? Or? Oh, no. Oh, okay. Not anywhere. Got it's it. good for a Netflix movie, but yeah, it's I mean, not. as we've learned in this past year, the bar has been lowered, but. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> <laughs> if, I, if, you had, if I had to pick an Oscar winner right now, I'm taking in game over that one but um endgame, I, endgame's a piece of shit <laughs> i uh i read a bunch of comics this week i've had a uh, lull of not having time to read comics and i've uh read a bunch of stuff uh uh most notable uh i read two of the three issues of uh of war of the realms that came out that's the current marvel event can uh, i borrow that yeah, sure. Because I hear it's fucking. I've been reading about it, and I hear it's fucking great. It's it's great. It works perfectly because it's a real payoff if you've been reading the whole Jason Aaron Thor run, uh, you know, which includes the the whole God Butcher thing and the whole mm-hmm. Jane Foster Thor thing. But also, it's it's very self contained. It you know gives you all the information you need to understand it, and it's just cool. It's got cool art. It's really fun. Jason Aaron is is like right on the middle ground of sort of Grant Morrison meets Frank Miller. He does big sci-fi, over-the-top stuff, but he also does sort of over-the-top, tough guy dialogue and stuff, and this hits right on the... I read a review about it that Daredevil has like a super fucking cool scene where like his senses get like crazy. So They find a very cool way, because Heimdall gets taken out of action, and they find a very cool way to use Daredevil in it. Yeah, I'm super excited. Um, I also read uh, the first issue of the new uh, DC uh, event, Deceased, which sounds like the name of a fucking Vice show. (laughs) Have you ever noticed how you can get anything on Vice as long as it has a clever name? You know, Sludever, Bong Appetit, whatever, (laughs) Vice will show it. So, Deceased, everybody's saying that it's sort of a rehash of Marvel Zombies, and it's not. It's a rehash of Final Crisis. But, um, you know, because Marvel... Marvel Zombies had a sense of humor about this, and Deceased is plays it dead serious. Uh, the writer of it, Tom Taylor, is really good, and it's like serviceable, but it didn't do a lot for me. Uh, you know, it's very serious. Don't doesn't Batman get eaten? Spoiler. Bat, yeah. Uh, spoiler. <laughs> uh, bat, at the end of it's Batman getting bit by Nightwing. So, mm. so, um, so that yeah, whatever. 
Also, this is going to go into a a section we've never covered on our podcast before. Bargains! Uh... There's a there's a closeout store up the road, Ollie's. If you guys ever went yeah. to Ollie's, sometimes they do comic book mm-hmm. stuff. I hadn't been in a while. I went in and they had a lot of new comic book shit. And uh, first of all, I plugged this before on the show before. Top five comic run of all time, Matt Fraction and David Aja's Hawkeye okay. run. They've got pretty much the whole thing there, and you can get it for less than twenty bucks. Wow, it's wow. a fucking deal. Shit. I got there is I got a Warren Ellis Avengers graphic novel called Endless Warfare or something. It's, it was pretty good. I don't know if I would have liked it if I bought it when it came out for twenty four ninety nine, but for three ninety nine, it's fucking dope. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and I uh, I bought and a comic I already had, but just because it was so cheap, called Marvel Marvel Boy. Man, that's one that uh, Marvel should be turning into a movie. It's cosmic, but it's like a teenage rebel. You know, he's basically, he's a Cree kid with the powers of a human-sized cockroach. And, uh, <laughs> and and he comes to Earth and he, well, you know, in that he's super fast and super durable. Okay. okay. And uh, comes to Earth and declares war on Earth. And uh, it's, it's a pretty fucking fun comic book. <laughs> That's about it. That's what I got. Uh, you just reminded me, speaking of uh, things about Heimdall, it reminded me of, they, they talked about a couple weeks ago, the, the directors of Endgame have been on a, a roll of just explaining everything that's going on right. with their movie. Uh, one of the things was they had like alternative missions in the early writing stages besides the ones that we actually got to see, the time heist missions. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of which was, was that Tony Stark was going to be in the Thor one and it was going to be in like a stealth suit in uh, on Asgard, right. and that the only one who was going to be able to see him was Heimdall, and Heimdall would try and stop him. Dope. That would have been fucking amazing. Yeah, you know, I wasn't going to get into any in-game things, but since you brought it up, I have one more thought about in-game. Do you guys remember before Ragnarok came out that there was an interview with Mark Ruffalo where Kevin Feige basically said, "Hey, pitch to me what if we could do a Hulk movie, what we would do." And we'll spread it out over these next three movies. So if they followed through with that, the movie that he pitched was Act 1, I'm an intergalactic gladiator. (laughs) Act 2, I have Hulk impotence. And Act 3, I save the universe. (laughs) Like, if that's really what he pitched, stop acting. You're a writer. I love it. I also watched the Free Solo documentary about the guy who so Free good. Solo climbed uh, El Capitan, mm-hmm. and it's I it's one of those things where I I know people who saw it. They've talked to me about it. You know, they you've told you yeah. told me, and several other people told you it makes your palms sweat. And uh, I know at the end the guy lives, but it's still fucking stressful as yeah. hell. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of the things you spend the whole movie watching him do climb the thing with ropes, and you're like, okay, it looks scary. But then the the moment he does it without ropes is fucking, it's horrifying. It's horrifying to watch. Well, they do such a good job when he has ropes at seeing him fail at parts. Yeah. Specifically the one part where he has to do the kick. Yeah, but it, like, it, it's, it still looks scary, but like yeah. it, it just, it, it looks completely different. My palms are getting sweaty talking. It looks about. completely different when it's just a guy on a sheer cliff yep. face. It's fucking ridiculous. Also, I wanted to mention, just because it's been a while since we talked about anime on this podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> one, uh, a lot of the good anime is coming back. Uh, one Punch Man has a, a couple uh, episodes of the new season. I'm saving it until they're all out just so I can watch them in a row. Attack on Titan is back. I watched the first two episodes uh, yesterday. And then uh, My Hero Academia is coming out next week, which is also a great show that I really like. I also decided I was going to try and get into some new shows this week. Uh, I tried it, uh, sh- the first episode of the pilot episode of a show called Code Gauss, 
and there's just a lot of stuff going on in it, and I wasn't really like sold on it. So I, I moved on to another one, which is called uh, Fate Zero, mm-hmm. which uh, I had been recommended from the internet, which is like, hey, if you like Game of Thrones, you'll like this. Maybe you hate Game of Thrones. I know. You, I know. I, well, you I, hate everything. I like, <laughs> wow. I like what Game of Thrones used to be, but it, it's kind of, it's a very strange premise. It's it's like a, kind of a these medieval, there's like medieval avatar Digimon fighting each other for the Holy Grail, but it's in modern times, which I know is confusing in itself. And it's one of those things where they set up a lot of mythology and I'm like, okay, let's just see how this develops. So I gave it like four episodes. I like, I like the premise, but the problem is it, it really hammers into that bad anime trope of explaining everything that's going to happen in a fight before it happens. So it's like 75% of the fight is talking. Actually, like 85% of the fight is talking. So it's like, you know, oh, I see your spear is this long. And so if I move my shield and hit you with my sword, there's nothing you can do to deflect it. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha, I have won this battle. And then they'll do it. And then they'll, they won't hit. And the other person will be like, ha ha, you tried to hit me with your sword. And if I hadn't known that you blah, 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 it's, yeah, it's, yeah. there's a lot of that. So I just gave up. So if anyone's <laughs> watched this show and it gets better, let me know. Uh, one of the reasons I didn't want to do it. Oh, 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 fuck. I forgot the most important thing. I'm up to date on Critical Role. Oh, yeah. I did it. Uh, 172 episodes later, which is, I forget what it was. It was like 28 days of my life total. I was feeling better not hearing about Critical Role in anime for a while. Uh, <laughs> one, one, one of the reasons I gave this show a shot is because Matt Mercer and Liam O'Brien are main characters in, uh, in the anime show. And again, Liam is another like tortured soul character. Yeah, of course he is. He's good at it though. Yeah. Um, they, I tried watching Ultraman, and they're both in Ultraman yeah. as well. But uh, so far, I, I haven't really found another show that takes yet. So everybody, stay tuned. I know you're very excited <laughs> to hear about my my anime adventures. I'll let you know. But I think that's it. Yeah. Everybody good? Cool. All right. Uh, so thank you guys for listening again next week we're going to be coming at you with Detective Pikachu if you like this please rate and subscribe and tell all your friends if you want to get in touch with us you can reach us at realphonies at gmail.com you can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at uh, realphonies and on Instagram at real underscore phonies thanks to Zach Evans for our and Brian Velasquez for our theme and we will see you guys later later